Hello and welcome to Shaken Not Noob, the podcast that constantly challenges the paradigms of modern podcasting by taking weeks off, being increasingly inconsistent with its format, and forgetting to pay its writers for opening segments. How are we, Fuzzy Dan? And Mr. Duty Dutrum, always Dutrum, is joining me as always, but I am the host, your host, which was the first name that was mentioned. How are we? Good. Someone didn't pay the bill. <laughs> I just, I mean, I'm, this is what happens. You know, you don't pay the bill and they just come up with this shit and, you know, whatever they write, I will read. So there we are. <laughs> Who put that on the teleprompter? <laughs> I'll have you know that that almost gave me a headache trying to write that down and actually reading it out was even harder than I thought it would be. <laughs> Your brain's going, no, there's nope. supposed to be an extra it's, letter here. This is not right. This is not right. Um, <laughs> yes, it's it was physically painful doing that. Um, yes, we are back for another week of Shaken Not Noob. We had a week off to play other games and do all sorts of other stuff. Duty, did. what did you get up to besides the game that we're going to be talking about this week? I, of course, played you know my fair whack of Rainbow Six Siege, as I normally do. we got a new operator coming out in like a week and a half. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so I should be covering that when it drops. Excellent. Uh, if those bloody people get back to me, no, but um, it's 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 a new operator who has an explosive drone, so I'm interested to see how how he'll go. Um, we also have the Avengers DLC coming out next week, so I've made sure that you know my Avengers game is up to date, so I don't have to wait six months for it to load. Um, <laughs> and you've got your pack of five gum with the uh, exclusive skin. I do. Lots of things can happen in five seconds, like a controller going through the TV. <laughs> Um, shit, yeah, what else? Uh, I've been playing a lot of Star Wars games, as you can probably yeah. see on the YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, so uh, this week I'm taking a little break from Star Wars games and going back to Batman. So, yeah. Excellent. That's uh, a very good selection to make. Uh, myself, I have been going back to some old games that I haven't played for a very long time, which has been a lot of fun. Um, so I have been getting into a MOBA, which I was into for a very long time, uh, Dota yes. 2. Um, have been playing a lot of that. It's uh, new systems. It's been a bunch of different updates since I played it last. Um, and it is just as fun as it always was. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. Um, my friends who I used to play Dota 2 with are now playing League of Legends, though, and they tell me it's much easier because, you know, they're older and they have families and shit, so they can't spend all of the time that it takes to play a game. Um, <laughs> and it, look, a game of Dota 2 can take anywhere between 30 minutes and an hour. Like, it, it's, it's, a, Jesus. it's a time commitment, and when you're trying to coordinate five nerds to do all of that, it can be a little bit of a stretch. So, um, yeah, it's... Uh, we know about coordinating five nerds. It can be very difficult. <laughs> well, it's not even just five nerds. It's, it's five nerds on your team. There's ten nerds in total. So trying to coordinate those people to stay online at the same time together is next to impossible, but they managed to do it somehow. But, uh, yeah, so I've been playing a bit of Dota 2, which has been really good, um, and uh, have also going be, been going back and playing a little bit of the game that we'll talk about later on, The Elder Scrolls Online. It's got me into Skyrim again, and we'll we'll discuss the reasons why later on. Um, yes. <laughs> but first, let's talk about the news, because there's lots of news this week. Uh, first cab off the rank, it's a public service announcement. Now, on March 31st, 2021, which is in... 20 days or so you know whenever you hear this podcast it's march 31st relevant to the time that you're listening it to yes that's correct um there are a number of things that are going to happen first off super mario 3d all-stars will be delisted from the eShop um, for switch um existing digital copies and physical copies will remain playable though uh, Super Mario 35 will be delisted from the eShop and will be shut down and no longer able to be played 
Well, no, Ian, <laughs> Super Mario Maker for the Wii U will no longer allow you to upload levels. Um, it was It's already been delisted as of the 13th of January, and existing digital copies um, obviously remain playable, But you and, you, and you'll be able to remain... Uh, you'll remain able to download levels but not upload new stuff um and also fire emblem shadow dragon and the blade of light will be delisted from the eShop. there is a bunch of stuff that is being delisted from nintendo's eShop, never to be played again it's crazy yeah what the fuck's going on it was mario day like yesterday now it's like yeah we're gonna kill mario just a little bit or not kill mario <laughs> You know. Legitimately, yesterday was Mario Day for us, so yeah, tenth of March. Um, so now you know when it was recorded. Um, but yeah, literally Mario Day, and they've literally killed off everything. It's crazy how much stuff that they. I don't know why they don't want to support it anymore. I don't. I don't get it. Like, I understand it's Wii U. Like, who wants to keep the Wii U servers on? Because everyone, everyone should have a Switch. Because Wii U's weren't great. Um, but. I don't understand the whole thing with like the Super Mario 3D All Star Pack, where it's like it's available for yeah. four months. Well, that that one there, and also the uh, Super Mario 35, like that was an interesting concept where you played like it was almost their sort of battle royale version of Super Mario Brothers. Um, but the fact that that's not going to be available any longer is a little bit interesting. Um, maybe they just don't want to support the servers. Maybe they're not getting enough people playing it. Whoever knows? Um, yeah, very odd decisions being made across the board there. Um, but I think we yeah, can all agree right. that that 3D All-Stars game was a bit of a letdown as far as um, uh, remasters were concerned. They kind of just put the old versions up and it didn't really have any major improvements. I mean, I was fine with it. <laughs> uh, yes, there we go. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, very interesting there. Um, speaking of servers, though, um, Rust. Are you aware of the game Rust, Mr. Duty? I I am aware of it. I have not played it. I am aware of the piece of news that I believe you were going to bring up, though. Yeah, sure. Well, um, if you are a player of Rust and you have been on the European servers, congratulations, your games no longer exist. Um, they had a massive data centre fire um, in France, I believe it was. Oh, no, sorry. Yes, Strasbourg. Uh, Strasbourg? Strasbourg. In that's France, where the, that's where salami comes. <laughs> that's right. Um, they had a, uh, a data center there that hosted a bunch of European servers for Rust. Um, they have all been lost, and the company now has confirmed that none of the data um, that was stored on those servers was backed up anywhere else. Uh, so, if you have been playing on the European servers for Rust, unfortunately, you will have to start all over again. And Jesus. I'm sure there are a lot of very, very pissed off people about that. Yes, all five people who play Rust. <laughs> Look, apparently it's a massive, like, it's one of those games that I've wanted to play. I quite like survival games. I think they're a little bit of fun. Um, but, yeah, it's not one of the ones, uh, it's one of those ones apparently you've had to have played for a while. Um, there's a yeah. whole community involved with it. Um, it's pretty crazy uh, what goes on. But, um, yeah, there's, yeah, apparently there's going to be a lot of very unhappy people who play Rust. Well, I think it's also coming to consoles as well. Yeah. It was announced that it's going to come to consoles as well, so there's even more of a chance for people to start at sort of the ground level with sort of basically everyone else, unless you're playing it on PC. Yeah. Um, but, 
Yeah, it kind of sucks that if, if you are putting a lot of effort into creating a character, creating a world of resource management, all that sort of stuff like that, and then it just like you wake up and it's like, cannot connect the servers. The servers are on fire. Mm. We don't need the water. Let these mother servers burn. <laughs> um, <laughs> now you wrote that one down too, people. Trust me. I did. <laughs> it it's one of those things like, as I was saying, I'm like, it would work. I think it would work. Let's it go with work, it. Just, just go with it. Um, yeah, it, it it would be a bit of a bummer. Yeah. It's like, lo- for me, loading up Rainbow Six Siege, it's like, hey, you only have the base operators on the oh. be sitting there going, what the fuck? Yeah, no, look, I, I've done that a couple of times, um, <clears throat> deleted a bunch of saved files, um, you know, to clear out some space. Both on the PC, I've done it on the PlayStation before as well, not realising that that was my saved file, and going back to it later on and just going, oh, shit. Um, I did it to Assassin's Creed Black Flag, which was really annoying, so I had to go back and start that game from the start again. And, you know, a lot of fun to play again, by the way. Uh, one of the most, oh, yeah. most one of the most amazing games, but that definitely, that needs a remaster for sure. Um, but, yeah, very frustrating to lose a lot of progress, all those things. So my, my heart goes out to them all. Your heart will go on. <laughs> it will. Uh, speaking of things going on, Elden Ring. Um, we got some uh, sneak previews of trailers that were leaked out for the new game from from software, um, the masterminds behind Dark Souls and Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice, um, it looks like it's going to be another from software game. Um, there's dodge rolling, there's all sorts of weird stuff going on. Um, there's massive bosses. It looks kind of you know and using a name like Elden Ring they are definitely trying to make you think about Elder Scrolls Um, yeah (laughs) there's absolutely no doubt and the themes to it are very similar Um, we see lots of knights and armor we see a wizard that looks like Gandalf Um, we see a bunch of thieves and all sorts of stuff going on so it looks pretty epic well yeah you sent me the the trailer to take a look at and I'm like what I have a feeling this is that Outer Worlds game that's leaked. I'm like, nope, it's a it's a Dark Soulsy thing. I'm like, oh good, I'm not going to touch it then. <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, it does look pretty epic. Some of the like, and I mean, all of those games tend to be about the boss fights. Like, yes, there is some amazing world building. Yes, there's some awesome stuff going on, but it really is about these incredible bosses um, and how you fight them and all the rest of it. And some of the character designs they have are truly amazing. Um, it's learning the systems, understanding how to beat things and going back and doing it. Just incredible work that they do. So um, very much looking forward to it. We don't know much about this game at this stage. Um, and apparently there's a rumor now that because these trailers got leaked, it may actually delay the official trailer launches for um, uh, Elden Ring. Um, they might push uh, it back a little bit. So that's that's a bit of a shame. But um, yes, we're very much looking forward to, uh, to seeing what's going on with this one sometime soon. Well, hopefully when... Well, I don't want to prelude any of your future news please conti- please continue <laughs> great way to to uh, move on to the next part um let's talk about things people that are buying things because there's lots of things that have been bought um epic have bought something now epic are the owners of uh, the game known as Fortnite, i believe it's called um and rocket league yes they are buying fall guys great another game that i don't really care for <laughs> they're cornering a market of uh, of kids games apparently um that's just uh, i mean four guys is one of uh, the a, a bit of a bit of a smash hit from last year um was a very easily playable easily pick upable and put downable game um lots of awesome content out of that and a, a little bit of party game fun 
Um, so that's uh, that's been picked up by Fortnite, which is um, which is really interesting. Um, and the new skins coming to that is you'll be able to run around as Buffalo Bill with your dick between your legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they like transition across skins because we've seen some amazing skins coming into uh, to Fortnite. Uh. I mean, I use the word "amazing" in a very, you know, sarcastic phrase. Uh, but like, I mean, we've got the the alien and and you know, Ripley, like all sorts of weird things coming in there. So who knows? Maybe they'll put them into to uh, Fall Guys as well um, to have a little bit of yeah, something else. Well, we did we did get uh, the the Doom guys outfit. Oh yeah, like a couple of weeks back, and they did a medieval theme and all that sort of stuff like that. Um, but yeah, there's always more Fortnite skins, isn't there? <laughs> there's always going to be more Fortnite skins. There's an Ant-Man skin that was just announced. I love Ant-Man, but there's no way in hell I'm reinstalling. <laughs> no way in hell. Um, well, we did get um, uh, some updates as well for Fall Guys. There is a Season 4 coming through. Um, they are not finished. There's apparently a new game mode that they're bringing into it as well as part of the roll-throughs. Uh, new skins, a whole bunch of different stuff, um, and that's coming in the next couple of weeks. I think the new um, uh, new maps or aesthetics that they're doing um, is going to be sort of 80s retro sci-fi. So it could be uh, kind of fun if you're into Fall Guys. I mean, sure. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> they have. Um, yeah, apparently the skins so far that they've got are uh, the new ones that are going to be in there. There is a shark, a disco ball, an alien, and a man in black, a men in black style agent. So um, yes, there's cool. I love some of the skins they've got in Fall Guys. There's nothing more fun for me than running around like a chicken or a hot dog. Just give me I the mean, old it, classics. It is also coming to the Nintendo Switch and the Xbox now, so now it's going to be on everything. Yeah. So there's going to be cross-platform as well, who knows? Oh, look, it, it should be. It absolutely should be. It's a very, it's an ultimately replayable game. I know that you didn't enjoy it as much when you played it. No. Uh, <laughs> but I've had a lot of fun with it. It's a, it's a good family game, I think. So um, anyone with kids, it's one of those games that you can easily um, allow kids to play and know that they're not going to have people say nasty things about their mothers um yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes moving on to the big one for this week duty the one that you're most excited about i'm sure um we can now officially welcome bethesda to the xbox family oh i'm i'm very excited about that but that I, i'm surprised that's your last piece of news baby <laughs> well look we, we can get on to your if you've got more news we can talk about it after this one but look yes very exciting that uh, a couple of days ago uh the final uh, stumbling block, I suppose it was, hurdle uh, for Xbox, uh, Xbox to get past was to acquire Zenimax in Europe. Uh, they have now officially been allowed to. That's all been ticked off, and they now officially own Bethesda. So all of those wonderful titles that are part of the Bethesda family are now officially Xbox-owned. So I'm I'm excited, nervously excited for Xbox uh, to have that. Um, excited because I have uh, the Games Pass nervous that there will be exclusivity to some of those titles in the future mm-hmm. um but yeah there's there's a lot of really interesting stuff that could happen here and for me like and this was a someone put it up on twitter i think i stole the picture from you i'm, I'm sorry whoever, whoever i stole it from but it was like the xbox series s had the master chief next to it and the series x had the doom guy next to it and i'm like that is how you tell the difference between the power of the two consoles. Sure, the Master Chief is cool in his own way, but he's no Doom guy. Yeah. And now the Doom guy is, is in the Xbox world. Same with the Pip Boy. <laughs> yep. No, they're all in there. There's uh, Four Honors in there. Rage is in there. Wolfenstein. Uh, yeah. 
Wolfenstein. Indiana Jones, because Machine Games of Bethesda are doing an Indiana Jones game. Yes. I, I, I believe that that's still going to be multi-platform because it's been set up that way. But yes, it'll be... Probably will be. Yeah. I, 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 I would, it wouldn't surprise me. I, I wouldn't see Microsoft going, these are ours now and PlayStation's never got to get them. Well, look, um, it, it is the one thing that, you know, that PlayStation has had over Xbox for a very long time is exclusive titles. You know, it's, you know, they're, oh, look, you, you know, like you've talked about the PS4 is your Spider-Man console. So, you know, mm-hmm. there's, that's true. Yeah, there's very much like it's something that's been a, a shining light for Sony over Xbox. And, yeah, it will be interesting to see whether or not Xbox decides to go down that pathway. I mean, they do have one of the best, yeah, gaming gaming services in in Games Pass. Um, so it will be interesting to see how that um, that, that plays out in the near future. But I would expect at least to see some of those titles be coming onto Games Pass. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I expect them to come onto Games Pass. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, yes. So that's uh, yeah. That was the big piece of news for me this week, buddy. What was uh, your big piece of news? It's officially confirmed. We're getting PAX Australia back in October, baby. I can't believe I forgot about that. I got so excited about that yesterday. <laughs> dude, dude, we're going back to PAX. We went in 2019. We oh, absolutely yeah. loved it. Oh, of man. course, we will be going back in 2021 this year. Uh, very excited. We'll be uh, meeting friends from interstates, uh, people who listen to the show. And, of course, Tom will probably be there just getting drunk doing his thing. <laughs> um, if you haven't been to PAX, I highly recommend you go to PAX. Mm. It is it is done by the same uh, media company that does Comic-Con. Um, and if you've gone to Comic-Con and you enjoyed Comic-Con, PAX is Comic-Con on cocaine. It is, I think it is better in a lot of ways. Um, it's more, of course, gaming than comic books and pop culture. It's, it's, it's still stores, but it's also like, hey, get a hands-on preview playing this game or that game or whatever it might be. Get some sweet shirts and swag and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Look, um, I've, I've found so, yeah. it to be a, a very, like, as opposed to Comic-Con, which is specifically comic books and, and that kind of stuff, it does tend to be a lot more balanced um, with with what's going on. Um, there's some really yeah. amazing panels uh, that you can go to as well. So see some uh, awesome people in the, the local industry or international superstars come through and, uh, and discuss games they've made or um, things that are going on in the industry. So I think there's some really good, like, there's a multiple variety of things that are going on during the time that uh, that you're there um, and there was yeah. also like you know the board game section they've got the retro game section the competitions there's just it's just a, a complete circus of an event um, which takes place in one of the biggest convention centers in Australia it's just it's really really good so uh, very much looking forward to you know getting out in public again and <laughs> seeing people in a crowded space um, and hopefully you know touch wood by that time there'll be no restrictions on attendance at crowds I know there's staggering ticket sales um, so they're selling 50% capacity now or when the tickets go online first um, and then they'll gradually increase that as the restrictions become uh, lessened over time so yeah, it'll be yeah, uh, exactly, and it's like two weeks or three weeks. I think after PAX will be the Melbourne Formula One. So yeah, it's event all round, baby. Busy, busy time. It's going to be exciting. So yes, looking forward to that. Yes, should have been in my news. I don't know why it wasn't there, but yes, PAX coming back. What a big one. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, but duty, we do have a sponsor. They are Culture Shock Collectibles. What do they do? 
Oh, good one, Fuzzy. I was I was waiting for the little break for me to be able to bounce back out. Yeah. Of course, it's a collectible store. If you've listened to Shaken Not Noob before, you're well aware of Culture Shock collectibles. You know that they sell hot toys. You know that they sell figures. You know that they do all that goodness. Um, but you also know, of course, use the phrase uh, "play with each other and play with each play with each other and play with yourself." I nearly said "finish with each other." <laughs> play with if each other phrase, and finish with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if you put play with each other, play with yourself in the notes field, you get yourself a free Funko Pop. If you want 10% off, there is the duty 123 code, which is from my Cyberpunk video, if you want to use that as well, um, which is all on board. So if there's anything you're looking at, there's some Ninja Turtles toys coming out. Speaking of which, we're getting a sequel to Ninja the Ninja Turtles arcade game that was announced this morning. Fuck yeah. I just played that over the weekend with Ian. It's a fucking great fun game. Um, there's some Kiss figures. There's an Ozzy Osbourne figure, which looks quite weird. There was an awesome Dragon Ball Z SH figure arts cooler in his final form. It looks fucking dope. I just wish he came with some energy projectile things. Uh, there's a Marty McFly figure. There's a Batman Batarang replica for 40 bucks, And it's that fold-out sort of one that he uses in the old-school Batman films. Uh, of course, there is a King Kong toy, uh, an old-school King Kong toy. There is... Fuck, fuck loads here. Fuck loads. I can just keep going. Um... But the good news is, there's Hot Toys. I love Hot Toys. There's the Mandalorian Boba Fett, which I've already pre-ordered. It looks fucking sick. And soon, uh, just announced, so sort of like one or two days ago, so it'll be on Culture Shock's website in a couple more days, uh, is the WandaVision Scarlet Witch and Vision Hot Toys. Yeah. Uh, WandaVision's got a new hat, and uh, well, Wanda's got a new hat, and Vision is the same. It actually comes with less accessories than his original release, which is interesting. Um, but, uh, yeah, people are going nuts for that show. People are going nuts for the Hot Toys, even though they look kind of meh. But if you like them, you can get it at Culture Shock Collectibles. Yes, you can. CultureShockCollectibles.com, your number one stop for all of your nerdy collectible needs. Um, yes, very exciting. Now, let's talk about the thing that we're here to talk about this week. It is The Elder Scrolls Online. Um, surprise, surprise, it's not a current game. Um, it is a game that has been around for a while. Um, but 2014, 2015? Uh, 2014, <laughs> I believe it was released. So, yeah, it has been around for a while, but it has been going through a number of different iterations. Um, I played it when it first came out because um, I was very excited about playing a new you know, Elder Scrolls. And the game that I've pl- uh, started picking up recently has just... It's a completely... It's chalk and cheese from what it was before. So there's a lot more okay. going on for it. Um, but yes, let's talk about it. It is a um, uh, MMM, MMORPG, uh, massively multiplayer online role-playing game. Um, it is very much the, I suppose, the next version up from uh, from your Skyrim. So it's what happened after Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, it is It is the World of Warcraft with Skyrim sort of put together, but it's yeah. not just Skyrim, it's the world of Tamriel. Yes, that is correct. Um, and look, I think from the from the get go, you can very much see um, the bones of the Skyrim game. Like, there's a lot of like um, uh, just a lot of properties and things that they've used, images that they've used that have carried across. Um, yep. And yeah, very much you can see where this game gets its, uh, I suppose, initial inspiration from. Um, but yes, definitely has grown into something else. Um, Duty, what's your experience been like with it? I, I don't know if did I, I know you're not really a Skyrim fan. <laughs> uh, look, I, I do like Skyrim. I only finished it once when and when it initially came out, but every time it's sort of you know it's on the Xbox One or whatever it is, it's like well I'll, I'll play it, I'll fuck around with it, and I'll forget about it. Yeah. Um, but having said that, I've been playing a lot of MMOs RPGs recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so me and Dave from Super Movie Bros have been playing The Old Republic, which was the Star Wars one, and of course I've played World of Warcraft. Um, and I will say the introduction to 
uh, The Elder Scrolls Online. This is me playing it now. I've never really played it before. Yeah. Uh, and thank you to Bethesda for providing the codes for us to play this as well. Thank you. Um, but the introduction for this game was it's it's fantastic. It's it's you know you go back and you play World of Warcraft and Fuzzy, you played it for you know maybe all of ten minutes, <laughs> but that game hasn't been touched or the start of World of Warcraft hasn't been touched since like 2004 so when you start up the game yeah you're in the original starting area it's boring as fuck everything is you have to read everything and then as you get to the higher levels that's when you get these awesome cinematics and all that sort of stuff sure uh with with this you get a really fucking sweet cinematic of you essentially being captured by vampires and werewolves um you get thrown into a dungeon where there is a vampire with you and you have to sort of escape out of this dungeon there's sort of evil sorcerers and stuff like that going along and then it sort of it turns into that Gen- I wouldn't say generic, but what you'd expect from an Elder Scrolls game. Go tell the king of the problem here. I'll bugger off. Uh, and then the story, you know, progresses as it does. I I really enjoy the introduction. Yep. The, the big thing for me that I absolutely love with the gameplay and the interface of the system that they're using for this is there's only a hand... There's your standard attack and your block and, and stuff like that that you'd expect. Sort of, you know, right attack is... Uh, right mass buttons attack, left mass... Uh, Le- uh, no, sorry. Left is attack, right is block. Um, and then you've got, you know, numbers one, two, three, and four uh, for special attacks. And when you play games like World of Warcraft or Star Wars Old Republic, it goes from one to fucking equals. And in some instances, you have to sit there and go, fuck, what was my attack to curse the person? Or, <laughs> uh, what was the order number? It was four, five, one, two, blah, blah, to, you know, line up all your attacks so you do all these things. Yeah. Where in this, it's only a handful of abilities that you can have at one time. And they're fucking... I, I think simplifying the abilities you're having and you've got equipped is much better than just having this vast array of all these different buttons on the bottom of your screen because it's just really daunting. Um, unlike as well, World of Warcraft and stuff like that, is that when you've got fucking armor and stuff like that, you if you're a mage or you're a fucking rogue, it's like, well, in World of Warcraft, you have to be wearing leather or you have to be wearing, you know cloth armor when this is like you want to be a mage walking around in heavy armor fucking go nuts you want to be a mage using a sword and shield and you know shooting magic out of the end of your sword go nuts um it's it's really opened up and it lets you play the game basically however you want and i really like that about it yeah yeah no it's uh, it very much becomes a uh, i think late game it kind of just becomes a everyone can be whatever the fuck they want you know you can start out as a particular class but by the end you're kind of all as tanky as each other you're just doing different kinds of damage um so it kind of um it, it melds together a little bit at the end that that late game uh, gameplay for me yeah yeah it's it's you know when you when you first play skyrim or oblivion or morrowind it's very uh you're nobody you've got nothing you can really do nothing where at this it's like yeah go pick out a weapon on the wall and it's like fuck there's it's not just you know a shitty dagger it's like there's maces there's axes there's this there's that there's fuck loads of things for you to choose from where as soon as you finish the tutorial area it's like yeah you actually already feel like somewhat of a experienced traveler rather than just this person who survived an execution yeah, no, I like I like that opening level. It very much gives you a chance to just uh, you 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 have the full array. You're not um, like you say left with that just that little dagger, but it is very much a case of hey, just do whatever the fuck you want, become whatever you want, start out however the fuck you want, and really develop and grow as your character. So I think there's. Um, as far as uh, starting uh, levels go and, like, starting design for characters, like, I think there's some amazing level of detail Oh, here. the level creator as well. as The character creator is fantastic. How long did you spend in that, mate? Because I know you like a good character um, creator. <laughs> first character was about 45 minutes. 
Uh, second character was about half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I think there's just, there, there are so many options to it, and clearly there's a bunch of um, uh, skins and things like that you can purchase for yourself and, and look better or look different. And, you know, they, they probably won't do any specific, um, you know, buffs or debuffs at, at, at any point, but they will make you look kind of cool. So, yeah, looking cool is, is part of the battle, right? <laughs> Oh, that's the whole thing for me. I'll, I'll always wear armor that looks cooler, even just like, yeah, the stats are twice as better if I wear that ugly shoulder piece. I'm like, ah, <laughs> I feel cool in this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so this is, um, yeah, look, it, it's a lot of fun. Have you played with other people? Have you found yourself um, factions? What are you What are you doing in the game? Um, I've, I've only played uh, with one character as just with one other friend. Mm-hmm. We've just been sort of bumming around. We haven't actually really been proper questing. Yep. Um, but there is a, a, a crew of... of uh, Bethesda content creators who are out there playing this game, yeah, uh, and they've they've reached out and invited me to to jump in with them and, and give it a crack. So I'm probably going to be doing that over the next couple of weeks. Yep, uh, and playing with some some other content creators in uh, the Elder Scrolls because that's the I, I think that's the thing that really can either keep you know sustain or or essentially strangle an MMO is how you play it. Yep, um, with the Star Wars Old Republic game I'll play that with Dave because as nerdy as it sounds Dave and I are incredibly massive Star Wars fans and we act as if our characters are you know real people we you know actually do that little bit of a yeah my dude's a fucking Sith Inquisitor of course he's gonna light everyone with lightning up Mm. Um, where if you're playing just with a bunch of mates and you're just sort of fucking around and having a laugh and stuff the game isn't very sustainable you don't really feel like you're part of the world where like when I create a character I'm like yeah cool all right, he's a fucking he's a dark elf um, but he got picked on as a kid because he doesn't have dark skin. He's got white skin because his mum's a Nord and he looks more human than Dark Elf and he got picked on and now he raises cunts from the dead. And that's <laughs> why I made my character. And and, and playing with like-minded people like that sort of... It, it, it provides you that bit of escape and that's what gaming is. It provides you an escape from responsibilities like doing the dishes or provides you from an escape of I'm locked inside my house. Um and and that's what I think really helps with MMOs. But have you played it with the with the crew or anything first? Um, no, I've I've kind of just been you know soloing a lot of stuff myself, going through the storylines. There's a you know, hundred hours of story to play through here, so there's a lot of stuff to get into. Oh yeah. Um, and there's you know there, there's missions you go on. And you're like, okay, I definitely need help with this one. Um, so you kind of just connect with randoms to to get through those those levels. But um, I can definitely see this as uh, as one of those things that will um, will be a lot more fun once you have a sizable crew with everybody you know doing their thing together. I think that's that's kind of the appeal with MMORPGs. Um, I, I'm I'm beginning to learn though that I don't like the game style. Like I'm I'm kind of okay with like with questing and with doing all those things i think i just prefer that as a single player experience um okay mmo mmo rpgs just tend not to be my my thing because <laughs> it's the, it is the time commitment it's the raids it's doing all the rest of it i just find that i don't um i don't experience those games in the same way that other people do um so i tend not to uh to play them as often so it's just the the style of it i think probably didn't gel with me as well as it could have i feel like there were there needs to be also like a little bit of a, a, a middle ground between the two sort of yeah the, the, the thing that took me away is like the first person you kill and it's a it's an elder scrolls game i'm like hey i killed this wizard i'm gonna steal their robes it's like wait what why can't i loot them and it's like well it's an mmo it's not skyrim yeah you can't loot everything you see off everybody <laughs> um 
and I, I not to say it is a negative, but I would like to see something like Skyrim or Fallout 4, something that isn't the MMOs, like the large multiplayer modes, but it's like, yeah, you can play Skyrim with, you know, three other mates, yeah. you know, like it's your own world where, yes, it is your own world in an MMO, but it's also shared with hundreds, if not thousands of other people, um, where having your own, like, especially when you play Skyrim or, or Fallout 4, for when you sort of you can make your own house and all that sort of stuff like that it's like well yeah wouldn't it be cool to make your own house with like just you and four other mates like you don't have to worry about someone coming in and breaking you know stealing your shit or you know yeah some other character griefing you or something like that it's like no because they're just your mates yeah um <laughs> i'd like to see that sort of that middle ground come in because it's like yeah you've got single player you've got single player that can be played with friends and you can have your own personal journeys yep and then if you want to you've got the yeah 20 people doing a raid yeah um and i think that's kind of cool yeah no that's i i think those options would be much much better like and this is what what's happened to me is like this this game has been fun to experience at this point in time um but it's also encouraged me to go back and play skyrim because it's a game that i've loved i've purchased yeah and repurchased over and over again because it's just fun i've had all the dlc and expansion packs on pc and it's just one of those experiences i like going back to um so like you talk about you know not being able to loot all of these things off a particular character like just those little quirks that are just not quite the same as the skyrim game don't make it more playable for me i understand why they put them in there it's creating elements within that mmo type world that adds to you know the flavor and 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 how they and the design of the game but i just prefer the um the rpg like solo experience i think it's just was a a more polished version of what this what this is now yeah yeah yeah. i will i will say the big thing for me and it's it's it it was an issue for me with skyrim when it initially released and it's the smallest of smallest things um it's like when you wear like robes and there's no capes in skyrim i don't know why i fucking love a cape (laughs) um but like when you wear robes and stuff they sort of like they stick to your legs i fucking i really dislike that design um but then in the elder scrolls online i'm wearing an outfit that's a little similar-esque to like you know the ninjas from mortal Kombat. they've got that like tabard thing going between Sorry, their what? legs and it's fl- <laughs> the- tabard the word is tabard fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 that sort of yeah the robe going between your legs sort of things and as i was running around it's like it's flapping in the wind i'm like oh my god oh my god it's moving yeah yeah i mean there's um, there's always yeah. all those little elements that make life a little bit bit more um pleasant to experience right <laughs> yes just those yes. just those little touches that make the world more livable yeah it, it's one of those things that, that i i don't know why but it's like you know when you play fallout you play skyrim you're in the middle of a big storm or something's going on and like seeing your character react to it being cold and the like if a jacket you know is flying around everywhere because the wind is crazy i'm like fuck yeah i feel more immersed but it's like it's cold and it's windy and it's stormy and the clothes are stuck to my legs like bad bed sheets and it's like eh, okay um, but yeah, no, I, I really like that they have those small little niceties for me. Graphically, I think Elder Scrolls looks really good. Um, I've seen some people say it looks pretty crap, but to be honest, for an MMO, it's it's pretty good. World of Warcraft is ugly as fuck. If yeah, no, and that's um, I, I will I'll give, I'll give it that. At least it looks better than uh, World of Warcraft. <laughs> but like you know, it is one of those things that when you I. I when I've played Skyrim, I've always used mods. I think there's some amazing mods in there, and they do some incredible things to um, update graphics to make them more, you know, current and 
polished and all the rest of it and you just mod the shit out of it until it just it breaks and then you just remove the last mod that you put in um, but yeah like there's just some amazing <laughs> things they've done in there and like the the space looks incredible within skyrim whereas this it kind of feels it's it's that going from these modded out beautiful versions to a slightly muddier version with you know everything just feels a little bit less complete um is was a step down in the quality of that particular game but overall it's a it's still a very good looking game to play yeah i got a little bit of that resident evil vibe as well like every time you open a door like it goes to a little loading screen yeah Sort of like, you know, when you play the old school Resident Evil games, you open the door, you get the animation of the door opening as the loading screen. Sure. Um, it, it was nothing that, you know, took away from my enjoyment. I'm like, I feel like this is a, a 1990s sort of mechanic of, yeah, the door's opening, the door's closing, loading screen sort of thing. Loading screens last like maybe 20 seconds or something like that, so it's not too bad. But yeah, I, I found that weird for an open world game. Like when you, especially for the tutorial, it's like open door, open you know, loading screen, closed door, loading screen. I'm like... Can't, can't it just be like one big long sort of closed off area yeah <laughs> that, that would be nice but no i can't i can't apparently <laughs> yeah no, no they they do um they do love a good loading screen i mean it would it's just how those things work i think these are all part of the concessions that you have to make when you make these rpgs into this massive multiplayer experience and yeah i i think like you said i think there's some middle ground between here and and that solo rpg that they could definitely find that it hit the sweet spot and you look at games like um, uh, like Fallout seventy six, like you know how they tried to go about it, and they tried to make that that experience um, like like you discussed. And I think they well they just weren't able to do it, um, but <laughs> for for a number of reasons. Um, but yeah, there's something in there. There's something they're trying to find that sweet spot. I think between um, having fifty people in the game at the same time and having half a dozen, and I think once yeah. they find that, that'll be a, a magic game to play. Yeah, I think there is a mod as well where you can play Skyrim co-op with a friend or something like that. They can join like a private server or whatever it is. Um, apparently, Fallout seventy six is a completely kettle different kettle of fish now to its launch um, because the launch just wasn't good. Um, <laughs> But it, it's it is I think I'm more of a of an Elder Scrolls guy than a Fallout guy. But it's making me want to go. All right, well, how comparable are the two between Fallout seventy six and Elder Scrolls? Mm. Um, I'm generally a sci fi guy, but when I'm looking at it, I'm like, actually, I prefer vampires and werewolves and shooting magic than nineteen yep. fifties nuclear stuff. Yeah, look, um, I, I think there's like there's some amazing things that they've done within Elder Scrolls, and they've you know, I mean, we're talking about. I mean, you know, we had Elder Scrolls Five, which was Skyrim, but you know, technically this would be Elder Scrolls Six, kind of ish, because of the amount of work they've put into it. It may as well be. Um, you know, they, they've had a number of different titles over a number of different years that they've been able to really perfect this particular style, and I just they they built this mythology and a really interesting um, universe to interact with. I think 76, uh, uh, sorry, the Fallout series in itself kind of, yes, they've had that sort of like nostalgic sort of um, retro punk kind of steampunky looks type stuff going on, but it feels yeah. like they've they've slightly changed it or altered it every time and they've tried to, you know, haven't really been consistent with the development on it. Um, so, yeah, I think that's that probably, yeah, that... that the Elder Scrolls games have been have done this thing better. 
Yeah, yeah. I think the only thing that's missing from this game is if, if it's been a hot minute or you've never played an Elder Scrolls game before, if you jump in, it's sort of like, what's going What the on? fuck, yeah. <laughs> and yeah I'd yeah. tell you, you'd almost had to have played Skyrim beforehand to be invested within the universe to understand some of the things that go on because it kind of hits you pretty fast, right? Yeah, it would have been nice, like, you know... As old as World of Warcraft is, it still gives you a, a introductory cinematic of, you are playing as a dwarf, one of the members of the Alliance, rah, 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 and they give you a bit of a narration story to what you are, what's going on, blah. Yeah. Um, when you're playing the Star Wars games, if you know nothing of Star Wars, the Star Wars game is is a little similar to this, but at least goes, hey, do you want to be good guys, bad guys? Do you want to be a bounty hunter? Do you want to be a Jedi? What do you want to be? Yeah. And it will give you then like a little somewhat story, in, you know, cinematic, where like the opening cinematic of this was fucking cool uh, and the opening level and even the the sort of the, the dialogue uh, interaction, the, the sort of the interface for the dialogue. I yep. really like that. Yeah. Um, but it's also like, all right, I haven't played this in a while. I know I know of Skyrim and I know it's a it's sort of a state or a nation if you will but it's like um okay and why am I here <laughs> why are these people evil all right um, what am I doing like, <laughs> yeah exactly it's like, yeah, well, like what's going on yeah um and I think it just needed that little thing of you know like like when you watch the start of the Lord of the Rings movies and they give you this all this exposition at the start of the film I think it needed something a little similar to that yeah. for for people who aren't as familiar with series as they probably need to be to play this online game yeah and look yeah i i I think you have had to have at least played skyrim um if not oblivion beforehand um definitely skyrim to to get you into talking about the things that they uh they're talking about some of the characters and the creatures and things that are going on just seem to it makes life a lot easier if you've had that previous experience with it so yeah Yeah, like I think this is this has been uh you know like 2014 was the um the release of this game so it's been out for you know six or so years now nearly seven years um so it's a lot of uh, it's a labor of love the development that they've had um, over that time um yeah I think it's it, it's it, for what it is right now it, it's pretty cool and if you're into MMOs or if you're into Elder Scrolls I think it's definitely uh, one of the better ones that you can pick up at this point I, I honestly would say it's better than World of Warcraft World of Warcraft I think has been slipping backwards and more backwards and more backwards um, especially with the the fact that with yeah it's an Elder Scrolls it's an Elder Scrolls online game but you can still do whatever the hell you want if you want to be a, a you know an Argonian vampire, go nuts. Like, with World of Warcraft, it's like, yeah, you're a Dark Elf Warlock. What of it? I was like, that's it. It's like, well, no, I want to be a Dark Elf Warlock, but I, I want to be able to fucking run around like Gandalf. I want to have a sword in one hand and a fucking staff in the other. Nah, you can't do that. Mm. Oh, I want to be able to wear, you know, big, heaping fucking awesome plate armor and make my character look cool. Nah, you can't do that. Um, where you can in this, and I think that's great. Yeah, no, that's yeah. Like I said, I think um, there there will be. I've seen some of the the videos from later on. Um, so like when people have uh, sort of maxed out their character levels and going around, and there's some amazing stuff that happens within that end game. Um, I mm. don't know if I have the patience uh, to to sit that out and watch what happens at the end. Um, but yeah, I think there's for anyone who is into that and wants to put in the time and the effort, there is an amazing game and an amazingly deep game to play uh, later on as well. So um, just the from the inventory management to the skills management to you know all of your hot king and and all of that. I mean, it's just 
it's a lot of fun and I think you can have uh, even more fun if you invest the time in it yes yeah definitely so if you've got a crew of mates as well and you're in you know if you play Dungeons and Dragons you know I've always wanted to play Dungeons and Dragons I've never had a crew to play it with so I've never played it and I feel like this and these sort of style of games are definitely the online version of that you just you know don't want to be playing in a role-playing server where it's like, no, if you want to swim, you have to take all your clothes off. <laughs> oh, we know how those ones go, don't we, buddy? <laughs> oh, man, I, I just, I, I logged out of that server as soon as that happened. I was like, oh, so fast. <laughs> well, yes, look, um, let's give it a, a quick uh, review score because I think that's required at this point. Uh, for myself, I think um, the, the biggest problem I have with this is that it's an asylum game that I don't particularly enjoy. I think I've, I've struggled to get into, uh, struggled to invest the time that's required to get the most out of these games. Um, whereas, you know, with RPGs, I can sort of pick them up and put them down whenever I need to. Um, I don't need yep. to crew up and do the big raids and do all of the rest of it. I just, I find that stuff takes a lot of time and, you know, time that I don't particularly care about or have um so it, it loses a few marks for me but um it is still an elder scrolls experience i still love those games i'll still go back and play them all the time like i said it's got me back into playing skyrim again because you know i'll just it's just a fun experience um but for me for this one for the online review i'm going to give this a solid i think probably 7.5 i think that's uh, that's a good one for me yeah, yeah, and, and I, I applaud you for you know actually playing a genre of game that isn't necessarily your wheelhouse because you know previously you know, we've been offered, would you like to play this game or what is it? It's a turn-based game like old school Final Fantasies. No, I'm good. Um, so I that's it, it, well, look, it is something to actually yeah give it give a crack to. I've just realised as well. I said seven point five, which is our scoring system for uh, nerd. Uh, so I'll put it into our scoring system, which is out of five. Uh, <laughs> Um, I think this is, it's not quite a 4, it's not quite a 3.5, it's somewhere in there. So, um, a 3.75, there you go. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, and yeah, for me, it, for me it'd be a 4 out of 5. It's, yeah. I think, I think it is, if you're playing with friends, then it's a, you know, it's a 4.5. If you've got a awesome community to play with, who are willing to help, and they're willing to, whether you yourself are a person who likes to escape and do that little bit of a role play and have a bit of fun, then I think this game is going to be well more suited for you than if you're playing it with a bunch of mates, just, you know, having a laugh, drinking a beer, stuff like that, because that is for more games like Rainbow Six Siege, Call of Duty, you know, there's there's fun games where you can get a little bit serious, then have a laugh, where this is like, well, if you're constantly talking and laughing, you're going to miss out on plot points, you're going to miss out on where you're going, what you're doing, who you are, all that sort of key sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, where if you're playing with a crew, like-minded crew who are doing the same thing, they won't be as loud necessarily. Um, so, yeah, it, it would be a, it'd be a 4 out of 5, which would be, you know, 8 out of 10. But if you're playing it with a like-minded crew and yourself, you're loving it, I think it's going to be high-rated score because it's going to be more like your wheelhouse. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I, th- I, th- I think, um, yeah, that's it's definitely about having those crews and having those like-minded people together it is very much you know dungeons dungeons and dragons online um because you get to do all of those things that you you know theorized about or imagined in your mind mind brain um as a kid so i think there's yeah there's definitely um a lot of that there so yeah i think um yeah from what i've seen from people who've, who've been playing this for a long time they really get into this and they've committed a lot of time to it um for someone who likes to play lots of different games all the time i never have enough time to sit down on one so um yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. 
Yes, there we go. Well, look, um, that's it for this week. It's been fun playing this. Thank you again to um, Bethesda for passing on um, the codes for that one. It's been great to have them on board for that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thank you very much. (laughs) Um, Until next time, um, whenever that might be, this is Fuzzy Dan reminding you um, that if you are playing online with a bunch of friends, make sure that you have a bunch of friends to play with in the first place. If you don't, I'm sure you can borrow some from somewhere. There's, you know, some sort of friend app that you can find. Um, You know, borrowafriend.com and play games with them. That sounds gross. Um, there's also, I think, like Guild Finder and just, you know, posting a message in the open chat going, hi, I need a help with a mission. But if you do need a help with a mission, you can play with each other or you can play with yourself. <laughs> <laughs>